Hey guys, this is Relish FM here. Um, I've got another podcast here today and I just wanted to talk on the subject of polysorbate 80. So I did some research and okay so on the FDA gov they have Novartis vaccines and diagnostics limited so the influenza A H1N1 2009 monovalent vaccine is a Homogenized, sterile, slightly opalescent suspension in a phosphate buffered saline. Um, the 0.5 milliliters pre-filled syringe, syringe presentation is formulated without uh, preservation. Thymerosal, a mercury derivative used during manufacturing, is removed by subsequent purification steps to a trace amount. So, it says the 5 milliliter multidose vial form- formulation contains thymerosal, a mercury derivative, added it as a preservation, which is weird because it says that it, it they take it out and that it's made without preservation, but then here they say that it's added as a preservation. Each 0.5 milliliter dose from the multi-dose vial contains 25 mcg of mercury. So, when I went to go and look, on the thimerosal for Canada, so here, thimerosal as a preservative, and I will add links uh, to, to provide exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, vaccines, like other injectable products, should be free of uh, inadvertent microbial contamination. During the manufacturing process, great care is taken to ensure that vaccines are sterile. Single-dose vials of vaccines need not contain preservation if sterilization is effective. However, multiple... Entries into multi-dose vials to retrieve vaccines can result in bacterial or fungal contamination and proper technique is not strictly followed. Before the routine added of preservation to multi-dose vials, used for immunization purposes, microbial contamination was shown to result in a variety of conditions, from local abscesses to septicemia. In 1928, during a diphtheria immunization campaign, staphylococcal contamination of a multidose vial led to the septic deaths of 12 to 42 immunized children. Hmm. The, the 
tragic events such as this led to the introduction of preservations in general and thimerosal specifically to prevent microbial infection which i mean if you go and look up thimerosal it it's not good for you so thimerosal content of vaccines used in canada uh so there's some that have no thimerosal there's some that have trace amounts of thimerosal so 1.0 uh, microgram of a dose if the preservation has been used in the production process but not added to a, uh, to serve a preservation function in the final product. And then thimerosal added as a preservation. Um, so they go on, like, uh, I uh, the table one, they have a table here that shows a bunch of uh, vaccines. That currently approve that are currently approved for use in Canada in terms of thimerosal content, and a lot of them are the influenza vaccines. Um. Um, the flu viral, tetanus, vaxi grip, and the recom brevax, which is hepatitis B. And that was thimerosal contents of vaccines marketed in Canada as of May 1st, 2007. Again, I will provide links that show these. Um, and it was calculated that a six-month-old infant immunized in the U.S. before 99 may have received a cumulative dose of ethylmercury as a high as 187.5 milligrams per dose. Huh. That's not good. And then look at this. Pediatrics and the U.S. Public Health Service issued a joint statement in July 1999 um, to recommending that thimerosal be removed from vaccines as soon as possible. And they addressed that at the FDA uh, in 99. So then vaccine-related exposure to thimerosal and neurodevelopment disorders. The theoretic theoretical concern regarding an association between thimerosal exposure and subsequent development of autism or other neurological disorders led to review of the available evidence by the Immunization Safety Review Committee of the U.S. Institution of Medicine in 2001, which was repeated in 2004 as, an, as new evidence became available. Hmm. 2001 report concluded that the evidence is inadequate to accept or reject, so they can neither say that it does, but they can't say, they have no proof to say that it doesn't. Um that it can cause neuro, uh, neurodevelopment disorders in children. It went on to state that the hypothesis that thimerosal exposure through the recommended childhood immunization schedule in the U.S. has caused neurodevelopment disorder is not supported by clinical or experimental evidence. Um, apparently, they also tried to 
um, seek alternatives to thimerosal for use in vaccines and to remove thimerosal containing vaccines in, in uh, from use in the U.S. In 2004, the IOMRE con convened to consider newly published evidence bearing on the proposal uh, association between the thimerosal containing vaccines and autism. This included studies from Denmark, Great Britain, Sweden, and the U.S. And then it just still continues to say risk-benefit assessment regarding the use of thimerosal-containing uh, versus thimerosal-free vaccines. Um, so then when I continued to do a little bit more search, I came up to this other page. Again, I will provide a link. It's um, This thing is from 2000 and... When was this? 2013, sorry. So, influenza vaccine facts they don't want you to know. Updated September 5th, 2013. The 2013-2014 influenza vaccine have been approved for use and will contain thimerosal, HG, mercury, and are recommended for every child, adult, and pregnant mother. Here are the five different influenza vaccines. Trivalent vaccines, uh, 0.5 ml multi-dose vial. The jab will contain 25.5 milligrams of mercury. Flu laval, the jab will contain less than 25 milligrams. Uh, flur, flu, fluvirin, <laughs> it's a hard, it's hard, that rolls up the tongue great. Uh, the jab will contain 25 milligrams. Flu zone, the jab will contain 25. Flu laval, quadrivalent, uh, it will contain 25 milligrams. Yeah, and you got to keep in mind, though, that that one microgram, UG, equals 0 0.001 tenth of a milligram. So, other physicians refer to the trace of thimerosal as safety and even healthy. The way to compare what a trace is in a vaccine is to compare it to what it considered safe and allowable in an environment. So, water, liquids, and food we eat are compared the levels in the vaccines they encourage us to inject. So, 22 parts per billion is the mandatory safety limit in drinking water. 20 parts per billion of mercury in liquid waste renders an it... A toxic hazard and must be treated as such. 730 to 1,400 parts per billion is EPA's safe allowable limit in fish. So what we ingest. 25,000 parts per billion may be found in an infant flu vaccine. Isn't that crazy? That's way above what the safe EPA safe al allowed limit is for ingesting. Way higher than the 
mandatory safety limit for drinking water. And here, the last one, 50,000 parts per billion found in a regular flu vaccine recommended for children, pregnant mothers, and adults. Boyd Haley, a professor and chair, Department of Chemistry, University of Kentucky, and mercury specialist in 2001, was responding to a statement that a mercury in vaccines is safe, and he said the following, a single vaccine given to a six-pound newborn containing thimerosal is the equivalent of giving a 180-pound adult 30 vaccinations on the same day. So they're going to start telling you other stuff here. So fact one, over 200 viruses can cause influenza, and influenza-like illness which produces the same or similar symptoms unless you have a laboratory test doctors cannot tell the illness apart these are related illnesses that can last for days and rarely lead to death or serious illness unless a person is immunocompromised or other underlying health conditions vaccines usually contain only three viruses that were chosen to be included in vaccines many months before a flu season begins so is it a guessing game as to which flu strain will actually occur or fact number two currently there are no studies tracking people who get the vaccine and get sick with flu symptoms or other reactions including death which should be made for proper disease diagnostics data collecting and controls when reported to doctors people are told that they can't catch the flu from the vaccine i personally have had hundreds of people share their stories with me including stories about people who have died following the vaccine stories of paralysis sound familiar narcolepsy and febrile febrile convulsions that sounds very uh, common. Oh, and look at this. Neurological problems and pregnancy miscarriages are common. Hmm. Nurses who work in the hospitals are witnesses to the number of people who come into the emergency room very ill after an influenza vaccine. Sound familiar? Number three. Fact three. Death rates from influenza are combined with people who are immunocompromised and actually die with pneumonia, a complication of contracting influenza. And I know this because I've dealt with pneumonia a lot. It's something I I would get when I would be very, like, I say if I was, like, sick when I was younger, stuff like that, not dressing properly. I live in Canada, so it fucking snows and gets to, like, minus 50 up here. If you're not dressed warm and you get sick, if you're susceptible to pneumonia like I am, like, you have to watch out, basically. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's just, it's what it is. Fact four, prior to implementing the pediatric flu vaccine in 2003, this one's very important, so please pay attention, pediatric deaths from influenza were decreasing. The CDC recommended universal influenza vaccines for children in 2003. According to the Center for Disease Vital Statistics and the MMWR annual report, deaths have increased, indicating that flu vaccines are not as effective as advertised. 1999, there were only 25 deaths. 2000, 19 deaths. 2001, 13 deaths. 2002, 12 deaths. And then right when they hit 2003, when they came out with this universal influenza vaccine, 90 deaths. It was the year of a mass vaccination of children under the age of five. 2006, 78 deaths. Do you notice a jump? 2007, 88 deaths. 2008, 116 deaths. 40.9% of the vaccinated were at ages 6 months to 23 months. 
that that's sad that's almost half of those people that were killed uh, 2009 276 deaths what well, came out in 2009 h1n1 vaccine 2010 115 deaths i would love for them to to update this to see what it would be now 10 more years or 11 i guess now because it's oh, 12 fuck i keep forgetting it's 2022 so neil z miller vaccine safety manual for concerned families and health practitioners was referenced it's got everything here for the uh source for that so fact number five, influenza death rates are greatly exaggerated at the beginning of each flu season to drive people to get the vaccines. Hmm. Sound, in, sound familiar. The common figure of 35,000 deaths per year is not true and has not been the true number for many years. A more accurate figure is close to 20,000 deaths per year na nationally from influenza and majority of the time it is people who are immunocompromised with other chronic acute illnesses. The main reason for death is pneumonia, not the flu, but the statistics are bended together to make it appear worse than it is. And again, they add the source for the book. And the doc, like the book of this doctor that wrote this manual, safety manual book thing. Just go, click the link. You'll see what I mean. Fact six, National Coalition, coalition of organized women studied the numbers of pregnancy miscarriages following the h1n1 2009-2010 influenza vaccine program and found a 20 plus fold increase in miscarriages compared to the previous flu vaccine associated miscarriages in 2007-2008 and 2008 and 2009 flu season the h1n1 influenza vaccine contained thimerosal a form of ethyl mercury that was supposed to be removed from all vaccines after congre congressional hearings, so government reform committee hearings on autism and vaccines in 2000 to 2003. Hmm. Thimerosal is in all multi-dose vaccine virals. Are you guys hearing this? Are you getting this? Fact seven, when children die of influenza, they never look to see if that child was fully vaccinated. Normal childhood vaccinations, previously resulting in immune suppression or compromise, or if they had just received the influenza vaccine. The media uses a few unfortunate deaths to scare people into getting the flu vaccines. They also reference pandemic. Hmm. When the fact, when in fact the numbers are low and do not qualify as a true pandemic whose definition was changed by the World Health Organization, the HWO, in 2009, which is hilarious because didn't they just rechange it again? <laughs> I'm so happy that I collect books so I can look back and see how many times they, they changed this shit on you all. And there's a reference. The Who talks about it. I will add links. Don't worry. Fact eight. We were told the lie by the government that the H1N1 virus was a never before seen virus in 2009-2010 fake pandemic year. Pharmaceutical companies had been producing influenza vaccines for many years and have been giving people the H1N1 virus since 2006-2007 in two vaccines. Fluvirin. 
purified surface antigen vaccine, and flu mist live intranasal influenza manufacturer. That's funny. It's just, we're pumping people with this poison, and people are too stupid to see. The new virus was bioengineered in a lab. They were talking about this in 2013, and it's so funny that, like, they, they were talking about this with fucking COVID, and then everyone was like, no, 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 and then what happened? The truth came out. <laughs> They're combining viruses that would never show up in nature. Exactly. This is what I refer to as Frankenscience and is extremely dangerous. Yes, it is. By introducing these to the world, they are assuring some crazy outbreak eventually as people's immune systems malfunction because that's what happens. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. It keeps going. So, okay, and then this is where I learned about, like, the polysorbate. So, flu vaccine ingredients may contain all or some of the following toxic vaccine additives, which is adjuvants, which is literally what I've been talking about for fucking years. And everyone called me crazy. Oh my gosh, where were these freaking, where was this link back when I needed it? See, this is how the internet censors stuff, literally. And then when it's moved on and gone, they're like, oh, whatever. We'll like make it available now because, you know. So egg protein, many are allergic to eggs. Formaldehyde, formalin is a 37% solution of a gaseous, Gaseous formaldehyde, which includes methanol. Polysorbate 80, shown to cause infertility in mice. And when I searched polysorbate 80 up, I came across this other page called vaccinechoicecanada.com. This was also posted from 2013. So I find that, you know, these articles, they're, they're relatable. They're, they're around the same time frame. They talk about the same stuff. So Polysorate 80 brands, uh, the brand names include Alkest, Canarsal, and Tween, which are registered trademark of ICI Americas, Inc. It's a compound which lowers the surface tension between two liquids or between a liquid and a solid. So in 2006, there was a, a lady, Sherry Tenpenny Dio, and she released a book called Fowl, Bird Flu, It's Not What You Think. And in chapter 8, of which describes how seasonal influenza vaccines are made, she informs that formaldehyde is used to kill the cultured influenza vaccine. Triton X100 is added to increase development of an antibody response. And two other chemicals, um, tributyl phosphate and polysorbate 80, 
then become part of the chemical soup of the vaccine. So it is an emulsifier. Uh, both are used to disrupt the surface of the virus, making the H and the N antigens more accessible to the immune system. Resin is added to ostensibly eliminate substantial portions of these chemicals, but undoubtedly um, residuals of these chemicals remain in the vaccine when injected. The combining of other risk ingredients with polysorbate 80 and flu shots, as well as many other vaccines, is especially concerning. The blood-brain barrier, BBB, is weak and easily trespassed during the first two to three years of life. And often during the senior years, in other age groups, the BBB normal, normally restricts passage of substances from the bloodstream. But an article by pediatrician Dr. Lawrence Pav... Palevsky suggests that even for the latter, polysorbate 18 vaccines may allow other vaccines ingredients to enter the brain, he warns. So polysorbate 80 is used in pharmacology to assist in the delivery of certain drugs or chemotherapeutic agents across the blood-brain barrier. Injected detergents trespass on an immune process that holds life and death control over cells. MAC proteins are a particularly vicious component in our immune system which kill, kill the cells of pathogens by tunneling through their surface membranes causing them to leak or explode. There, there are similarities between MAC proteins and detergent, detergents. I hate reading that word in, in this because I think of my laundry detergent when I hear that. But the latter can be much more harmful. The actions of injected detergents are not regulated, as are those of MAC. They attack cells at random, so they may attack our own cells, and they may ignore and disrupt immune system feedback or signals to stop attacking. One of the proteins which regulate MAC is CD59. It prevents MAC proteins from binding to our cells and causing them to develop holes and rupture. Studies indicate that when CD59 protection is lacking, as in the case with injected detergents, several conditions may result. Damaged neuromuscular transmission junctions, rheumatoid arthritis, doesn't that sound familiar? Kidney disease, stroke, or a fatal cere cerebral hemorrhage. Added to these risks, other studies show that because they're not easily metabolized, Detergents may remain in our bodies for a long time. P450 enzyme and the liver work to eliminate them, but may be damaged in the process. Detergent breakdown products include octalphenols. Oh my gosh, those words are so hard. Which are an endocrine disruptor, depressamine function, deplete, um, glutathione, I think that's it, also induced cell death can pass through breast milk and are even more persistent than detergents. Isn't that funny? We know this. We know that drugs, that things can pass through a mom's 
breast milk and somehow these things don't though but that that's what they tell you but they do because there's other people out here literally telling you otherwise and no one wants to listen They also warn, this is from the U.S. National Library of Medicine. They warn that sorbitol is not to be injected, but 20 times more ethylene oxide than sorbitol is produced, and it's even more toxic. Injected polysorbate 80 has also been shown to abruptly change heart function, a statement about a drug used to treat anemia related to chronic kidney disease and chemotherapy warns. Clinical studies have shown Darbipoetin alpha polysorbate to increase the risk of serious side effects, including blood clots, stroke, heart attack, heart failure, and death in some cases. It has also been shown to shorten overall survival and or increase the risk of tumor growth or reoccurrence in patients with certain types of cancer. Polysorbate 80 can also cause hypersensitivity reactions and and uh, anaphylactis. And it's particularly risky in infants. Furthermore, it is, its risk is increased when polymyxin B, another vaccine ingredient, is present. An article by Joseph Mircola Dio suggests it might cause infertility too. He informs us about a Slovakian study published in the journal food and chemical toxicology in 1993 man the researchers injected female rats with tween 80 in one five or ten percent aqueous solution on days four through seven after birth they discovered that tween 80 accelerated the rats maturation uh prolonged the estracycle decreased the weight of the uterus and ovaries and caused damage to the lining of the uterus Indicative of chronic estrogenic stimulation, the rat's ovaries were also damaged with degenerative follicles and no corpora lutea, a mass of progesterone secreting an endocrine tissue that forms immediately after ovulation. Such severe deformities to the ovaries can lead to infertility. In August of 2013, Dr. Palevsky, I can't even say his last name, oh my gosh. The British Medical Journal case report of ovarian ovarian failure in a 16-year-old following vaccination with HPV vaccine which contains polysorbate 80. The report advises that this event could hold potential implications for population health and promotes further inquiry. It will provide uh, it will probably be used in US vaccine court as one piece of evidence that ovarian failure of two young sisters were caused by Gardasil HPV vaccine. Additional references, Canadian vaccines containing polysorbate 80. 
Adesal, Adesal polio, Agriflu, the BCG vaccine, Fluad, Gardasil, Infanrix, Hexa, Influvax, Pediacel, Penticel, Quadracel, and the TD polio absorbed. And then it's cool because on the bottom, it tells you that if you, like related uh, Vaccine Choice Canada pages, report adverse events or injuries for the COVID-19 vaccine. That's awesome. They actually give you the link if you click it. That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, they're here to spread awareness. And they give you all of it here. This was posted eight years ago. Huh. Well, all I can say is that um, I hope uh, a lot of you are paying attention with this because this stuff is crazy I mean like I've had some problems and complications with getting uh, pregnant and stuff but yeah it's getting to the point where it's like hmm, I wonder if I'm <laughs> vaccine damaged But, yeah, I will provide the links below. I just thought I would read that out to you guys and let you guys listen to, to it. I'm not sure if anyone even cares. <laughs> I don't know. I just think it's interesting and I thought it was something that I needed to share share with you all so i'm glad that you guys all listened and thanks for tuning in um make sure to follow me on my other social medias this is relish fm and i am signing off good night hey guys um before i go i thought i would just also add that i'm going to be providing my links to my tiktok as well as my instagram um, so if you want, oh, and I also have a, a YouTube channel too as well. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I almost forgot about that. Uh, it's linked with my Odyssey channel too, so I'll make sure to provide all those links for you guys. Um, again, I hope you guys stay free. This is Relish FM, and I'm signing off. Bye.